0: Welcome to the Travel Lab Podcast. My name is Nikita Brown and I'm your host. I have been a content creator and a digital strategist for the past 10 years. I bootstrapped my own media company from zero to over a million online reach using organic growth strategies, and I've had the opportunity to work with some amazing brands inside and outside of the travel industry. Let me not also forget about the 10,000 travel advisors I've had the opportunity and privilege of training and working with over the past year. And this podcast is all about the tried and true strategies that I've used over the years to grow my businesses, to help the brands I've worked with, and to help the travel advisors I currently work with grow too. I am always excited when a new year comes, new year, new me as they like to say, because you know what? I'm a total geek and I look forward to hearing about all of the new social media and marketing trends to expect. And this year is no different. So I had the opportunity to sit down with Nicole Barrett over at Travelpreneur Academy and we break down all of the new trends we're expecting for social media and in digital marketing and we talk about how you can leverage them too for growth this year. So let's jump on in and listen to that conversation. (laughs) Hey everyone so I'm so excited because this is our first guest on the Travel Lab podcast and what better person to have than the Nicole Barrett herself I would like to say that we're like travel biz besties was that is that safe to say Nicole is that
1: safe to that say that is very safe to see it's not very safe to say and I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna run with the Nicole Barrett from here on out like I feel like
0: Absolutely. And I feel like you probably need music anytime you enter a room now. I mean, I think people, they need, everyone needs to stop what they're doing. We need like those, you know, English, you know, butlers who announce people. I, I think that when you have the in front of your name. You're that will
1: do. That. that will do nicely. Thank That'll you That'll do. That'll <laughs> do.
0: I'm so excited to talk about social media trends and we can throw in email marketing and digital trends as a whole. Cause I feel like it's going to come up anyway, knowing us, um, that people should be mindful of going into 2021. As we evolve on this podcast, one of the things I really want to do is bring you more of the strategies, the tactics, the tools that work. That's what you're here for, is to hear about what's working. And so today we're going to break down some of the trends we're expecting to see in 2021 so you're aware of them so you can create your content accordingly and you can approach your social media uh, strategy accordingly as well. So I'm excited to get started. Are you excited?
1: I'm very excited and you did give me a couple of things or you shared with me a couple of the items that are on the list but I'm excited for the ones that you did not share because like I am genuinely like geeking out over all the things that you mentioned and I'm excited because it's funny how these things light us up right but we'll, 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 we'll get into it I guess but yeah I'm very excited.
0: Absolutely. I always get like my evil genius. Like if you could see me right now, maybe you are seeing me right now because we shared the video of this recording, but I've just always get like, you know, Mr. Burns from the Simpson, like hmm, what Ooh. will we be doing in 2021? It always gets me excited <laughs> to talk strategy. So first things first, and this is something you and I talk about a lot. So I'm excited that it is on lists and people are mentioning it more because it's something that sometimes I feel like I'm being a bit of a dead horse, not going to lie, but authenticity and vulnerability on social media will continue to be a trend going into 2021. I think 2020 was the year people were like, Oh, I think I need to be a real human on social media. That's what people want. Yeah, we're gonna keep seeing that going into 2021.
1: I agree. I agree. And you know, what's funny is that you mentioned being a real human. And I mean, I know a lot of people will preach about authenticity. But I will preach about vulnerability more than I do about authenticity, even though I may mention it uh, a lot more um, because I really believe that you can be truly yourself. You can be authentic on social media. You can be authentic in real life, but vulnerability is a whole different level, right? Because you can be authentic and people will see you, but they won't accept you as being totally human unless you show a little bit of vulnerability. So I'm all for, vulnerability, but just by, it can be the simplest thing, like showing like, hey, listen, I'm not really sure what I'm doing here, but I'm going to figure it out. Or I had the most awful day trying to get this fixed or trying to get that done. And and here's what I struggled with. And here's how what I did may help you, right? may You know, just little things like that. Um, so I'm for vulnerability over authenticity.
0: Um, yeah. Or, you know, the fact that maybe you've been so busy running your business that You fell off the social media train and you happen to be a social media coach and a mentor like that happened to me recently. And I shared that with my followers and it wasn't easy to to admit, but we all have. There's no point in pretending you're perfect. And I think that if 2020 taught us anything and if, you know, 2021, it's going to continue to be a trend, is that you're not perfect, right? Nobody's perfect, and no one's expecting you to be any more. People genuinely want that authenticity; they want that vulnerability because they know that there's a real human in there somewhere.
1: Yeah, and they want to see them. themselves in it. They want to
0: see themselves in it. Absolutely. Um, Of course, naturally, many of the things that I found and have been researching because I've been reading white papers and looking at reports from all sorts of different channels to gauge what's going on in 2021. And of course, a lot of it is to validate what I'm already seeing. But So much of it is centered around Instagram and we're going to see Instagram continuing to grow. Instagram, while many marketers are still spending lots of their time on Facebook and Facebook still is a very effective channel for marketing, building connections, growing your audience, growing your client list. um, Instagram, people are putting more eggs in that basket. And so, what does that say to travel advisors? What
1: do, <laughs> what do you think it says, Nicole? What do you think it says? Well, here's the thing: it's kind of giving you an all-in-one package, isn't it? Because Instagram, and I'm, you see this, is has the TikTok um, capabilities, but you know, with uh, with not just with with stories as well, but also with some of the things that they're doing. They have the YouTube capabilities with. IGTV, they have the entertainment factor with everything else that you're doing, and now including Reels, which is, um, I I believe, been absolutely amazing. And I really should do more Reels than I do right now, but it's starting to become that all-in-one platform. And I so thought for travel agents, I'm thinking with you and I know Nikita that many of them will say, oh, but I, you know, I want to do this, but I don't want to do that. And I don't have time for this. And I think if you're going to start one place outside of Facebook, that is, Instagram is the place that you need to be showing up.
0: Absolutely. And let's not remember that Facebook owns Instagram. Sometimes we talk about it like they're two different companies, but the fact that Facebook is putting so many, so many resources, so many new features into Instagram just goes to show that they're watching the numbers, that they're watching the viewership and clearly they're seeing trends that people are headed over to Instagram. And I'm glad we're talking about more people heading over to Instagram because one of the trends we're going to see is more baby boomers potentially heading over to Instagram too. One of the themes that I Hearing is that, you know, baby boomers are more tech savvy now. So for the travel advisor, I think who's been thinking, um, I don't know, are my, is my audience on Instagram? I, I'm not really sure. This might be the time to start taking a good look at your insights. And at least get started with Instagram. It's a good place to be, no Mm -hmm. matter your audience. It's a good place to be and a good thing to have. So it's a good time to jump in there and start testing it out and seeing who you can find from your ideal client, uh, that group of your ideal client on that platform.
1: I I will say though, and um, I've noticed and you've noticed too that Instagram has been rolling out a lot of things lately and they've been rolling them out so close together um, between making changes in the stories, making changes in, in the layout and the aesthetics of Instagram, you log into Instagram today, and all the all the everything has moved, everything has changed. The buttons are in different places, and the next thing you know, they have reels. The next thing you know, they have guys, and they have this, and they have that. I will say, folks, because you mentioned that you know baby boomers this is a great time for them to start, and a lot of baby boomers are now using Instagram more than ever. A lot of them will also come in and probably get overwhelmed because of all these changes. Because next thing you know, they downloaded the app last week. And this week, all the buttons have changed or have moved or have disappeared, right? Not just baby boomers, but all of us. I'm getting whiplash whip lash every single time
0: <laughs> I've signed in. I think for the last few weeks, something is different. And yes. it's, you're right. There is a level of overwhelm. So for the travel advisor who is looking to use Instagram, take a deep breath it's going to be okay. You know, I think some of the dust is going to settle on these changes in the next few months. Um, And for some of you, you're like months. Um, It could be weeks. I don't know. Instagram's moving so quickly. And it's taught me a couple of things. Number one, you know, we always think, I I I was thinking about this this morning because I logged in and I was like, why are things different again? Um, But it's taught me a few things. And mostly that Listen, we all think we need to come to social media, come to the table with like this perfect nailed down strategy. And like I'm watching Instagram literally change their own strategy on the fly. So what does that tell you is that you can go into 2021 feeling comfortable testing, trying, seeing what's actually going to work for your business and running with it. You may not need to do reels or maybe you do want to do reels. Maybe reels are really good for you, but or you'd rather do Instagram stories you can test it out and see for yourself. The uh, ultimate platform is literally changing their strategy every two seconds. It's super annoying, but it's been a really valuable lesson in how we should approach social media in 2021. It doesn't need to be perfect.
1: Right. And also too, don't get overwhelmed. Just just start with one area of Instagram. So if you go in... And you see all these different, you know, neighborhoods, or I think Nikita called them something else, all these different connectivity zones, right? If you see all these areas, don't get overwhelmed, just start with one. If you want to start in the feed, start in the feed, give it a few weeks, give it a few months and live there, see how it works, make it work for you. Then, if you want to jump over into stories and jump over into stories, and if you say, "Okay, you know what? Today I want to tackle reels. Go ahead and do that," but please don't try to do all of them at the same time because that is where overwhelm lives lives, and you're going to give up before you even started. Absolutely. And that's difficult even for people like you and I who are tech
0: savvy. We enjoy social media. Mm -hmm. It is difficult to juggle everything until you got some clarity and until you got comfortable with it. I remember doing my first reel and I was like, oh, no, 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 this is not going well at all. (laughs) It was a disaster. My first reel was terrible. And it took me some time now you know no problem i can whip one up real quick and then of course last night i logged in to check out things and they had actually changed reels again so reels is different and i will say good difference so that's one of the things we're going to see over the next few months is that instagram is going to be beefing up the uh their features in reels because number one they want more people to be using reels they're seeing how many people are viewing reels i don't know if you guys have created reels yet you've probably seen them drastic different in viewership from a reel to a regular video that you're doing so yeah. absolutely they're seeing people move towards reels but um, the big thing is moving forward, they're trying to compete with TikTok. So we are going to see them beef up the, the features in Reels. They Last night when I logged in, they had changed. You can now edit your, your different Reels clips even after you filmed them. Before, there was some tricky business around when you could edit it. You can only edit the one clip before. Now you can edit all of them, remove them, uh, shorten them, clip them even after you've gone through all the steps. So that's an incredibly helpful feature right there because it it was kind of annoying. It was a little bit annoying to have to be really mindful of what you were doing, or you'd have to delete and start all over again. So that, and I'm hearing some rumblings of them bringing in more audio features. So being able to do like audio tracks and voiceovers and things like that. So they're getting a little bit more technical It'll be good for if you want to start graduating and making your videos more technical. But you can start with just a plain old reel. I think my first reel is, was of me dancing to some music. <laughs> it was nothing special. <laughs> I think so, mine
1: was too, was of me dancing to some music. And, and folks, and a little bit of vulnerability here too. Remember that was the first thing we talked about? Is that while you see and hear us talk about some of these things, I'm going to say, listen, all this scares me a little bit right? It is very overwhelming, even for, you know, people like us who um, consider ourselves to be Instagram savvy or social media savvy. I mean, I haven't done a week. I mean, I've done a, I haven't done a reel, a reel in weeks. And you and I were talking about that, Nikita, and I'm like, oh, I really need to get back on that on that reel train. But guys, here's the thing, right? Is that we struggle with that too. But the whole point of, 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 of us sharing this is to say, hey, listen, uh, it happens to us. But you know what? That doesn't stop us from showing up. So regardless of the challenges that you face, just just show up.
0: Absolutely. And I like to just like dry erase. I'm looking at my dry erase board as I say, but I just like to dry erase the day before where I'm like, yikes, I didn't do no. that real life planned. Just forget about it. Mm-hmm. Start where you are and just let's not focus on the past because yeah. there will be times you will be you will stumble. I plan my social media content Two weeks in advance, and I still wound up in a situation this past these past couple weeks where it's been tough for me. There's just been a lot going on with the relaunch inside of The Collective and other things that, you know, I really didn't think would take away this much time from social media and I had to prioritize. And that happens to the best of us. I and think- life and life. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> it, it happens to the best of us, even the most seasoned social media pro. So yeah. really start where you are, but dry erase the day before you can start over. It's all good. So speaking of some other Instagram trends, because as we know, more people are going onto the platform, more marketers are using it, more businesses are using it. So it's just, you know, and a lot of the conversations I've been having around trends for 2021, Instagram is naturally at the forefront. Um, Instagram carousel posts, that's gonna continue to be a trend as people look for ways to kind of create micro blogging opportunities on Instagram. So yeah. micro blog is basically like a short blog. So instead of putting it on your website, you're essentially putting it on Instagram. And we've seen a trend towards longer captions over the past couple of years and that it's gonna continue. People like long captions that they have value in them. Um and so carousel posts are a great way to break down potentially break down blog posts. They're good. They're shareable and they're good for bookmarkable content. That's not a word, but I just made it up. (laughs) We're we're going to make that a word content. Yes. Uh, Noteworthy, shareworthy, savable, savable. That's a better Mm -hmm. word. Savable content. So it's a great place for you as travel advisors to break down some of your lengthier blog posts, offer tips. Carousels are a nice, easy way for people to consume your content. That's a little bit longer. So it's definitely a place that you want to focus some time and energy on in 2021. It's good for the algorithm, so I hear. Mm -hmm. So that's another good way of looking at it. And then, of course, we have guides.
1: Yeah. But you know what? To go back to the carousel post, too, is that it allows you, because we talk a lot about establishing yourself as an expert, right? Um, It goes back to that adding value that that you were talking about, Nikita, right? But also saying to folks, listen, I know stuff. Right, I know stuff that you may be interested in. I know stuff that can help you move the needle and to move forward in something and get a quick win with something.
0: Yeah. And it also
1: allows for a lot of those, um, you know, because a lot of travel agents will 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 work with or sell brands or accommodations, you know, suppliers that have multiple um, features. For example, so if your are in a particular, I don't know, hotel or tour with several different features and you think it may be very helpful in that situation carousel post is a great way to kind of explain that and you can actually do that with a much shorter caption because I'm not going to lie to you you mentioned before about the trend towards a uh, long caption I'm not particular fond of long captions right I, I do I use them um, but I, I, partic- I find that when I have to write a long caption it's it kind of slows down my my whole showing up time, right? Because I come with this overwhelm, like, oh my God, I gotta come with this long caption, and you know, and I gotta come up with this, and I gotta write it, and I gotta you know proofread it, and I gotta write it's a lot. So I think it kind of um, stops some people, sometimes including myself, from from showing up. But I find that when you create a carousel post and you're actually giving more information on on up to ten carousels or up to ten slides in a post it allows for more creativity and allows you to write more stuff and you can get away with a much shorter caption.
0: Absolutely. And it Instagram carousels, are so easy to consume. That's right. one of my favorite parts. It's just, you flip through it and you're, you're good and ready and it is very savable, So people will, especially if you're offering value, you're bringing to the table, those insights and the expertise that Nicole mentioned that you have, People are going to save that and come back to it later. So it's very savable and it's all good for you in the algorithm. But if you have an existing blog, uh, maybe that's not getting the traction or the foot, tra- foot traffic. <laughs> I say that with air quotations, of course, <laughs> um, because we're not seeing other people. Foot traffic, what's that? Um, if you have an existing blog, it might be a good opportunity for you to repurpose some of those tips or information into carousel posts to make them easier to consume and potentially get a little bit more traffic to your blog and be able to mention your blog every now and then. So keep an eye out in 2021 for carousel posts. You're going to want to utilize that. And then of course, we're seeing this microblogging trend continue with Instagram
1: guides. Now, Nicole, have you posted your first Instagram guide yet? No, I have not. I am still yet to do a guide. And you know, the worst part is I have so many things that I could put into a guide, because that's the beauty about guide, right? It's that you don't have to create anything new. It's just putting together an, a, a, a catalog of the things that you've already posted in your feed. But it goes back to what we're saying is like, it's just so, it's just too many. It's too many things. So it's kind of like, you know what? I'm not Absolutely. being hard on myself. I'll get to it when I get to it.
0: You'll get to it when you get to it. In all honesty, when I first thought I was like, Instagram you did not you did not just release another like tyrant into my life I do not need this right now weren't they like a couple weeks apart yeah it was not that far it was like a couple of months like reels dropped a couple months ago and then guys so I was like no 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 we are not going to do this in Nikita and then of course (laughs) you know, I had to do my research to make sure I knew and understood what it was because I'm teaching travel advisors how to use all these features. And then I was like, oh, okay. It's not so bad. Okay. (laughs) All right. I take it back. Instagram. I'm just repurposing some of my old content and actually making my old content a little bit easier to consume and kind of curating my old content. So I personally, I'm excited about guides. I love it because your content doesn't just go to that Instagram graveyard to die after the ninth post where nobody scrolls you can revive some of it and bring it together in a way that's easy for people to consume which I love I'm excited about and I'm just I was just I it was a sigh of relief like let me just tell you I was like oh okay we're gonna be okay when I saw that it was just basically repurposing and not creating any new content unless you want
1: to I think the only place there and in you know let me know if I'm wrong because I haven't created a guide yet but I think the only thing that you might have to consider is the cover page, right? So you have to do like a cover page saying what this is a guide to.
0: Yeah. You basically just need to decide the title. You can decide on a cover page, either from one of the posts in your guide, or you can upload it from your, um, your phone. I've created a couple of guides. Now, my first one was a curation of my existing posts and it's actually about Tulum where we just were a couple months ago. And the second one was for places. So there's different types of guides. And I loved the second one too, because what I was able to do was actually curate other people's content. So I was able to curate some content about Tulum using content that was posted from the hotels and the restaurants we went to. So again, didn't have to create much content. All I had to do was do a quick little summary of my main points. Like, okay, I loved for example, I did one on the best places to eat in Tulum or my favorite places in Tulum or something like that. And of course I had to add burrito more, our favorite (laughs) burrito spot in Tulum. That was our spot, wasn't it? It was a good spot. And I just added a quick note, a quick personal note to say, this is what I tried on the menu. So I personalized all of it, but it's very, very brief. It's like the most beautiful, it's basically like a listicle, you know, like Buzzfeed and and some of the other outlets online do those listicles, like top 10 this. It's such a right. great way to give people quick, easy content, add a little bit of your own personal flair, and you're good to go. So I, I'm yeah. excited about guides and I'm excited to see what Instagram does with it moving forward going into 2021. But it's definitely going to be trending because it's a good way to help people consume more of your content.
1: Right. I honestly feel, I was going to say, apart from the feed and the stories, but then I said, then in my mind I started to list all the Instagram features. I but I really think that guides are um are going to be really good for for travel professionals. I think it's a great way to kind of um just kind of talk about like for example, you listed you know the best places we ate, we ate in Tulum with with you know with burrito more being the top, but it would be a great way to list you know, top five places to stay in Costa Rica, right? Or um, just I think it's a great like uh, feature for travel is what I'm trying to say.
0: It's such a good and easy, quick way to curate content and to give it to people in a way that they can consume very quickly and bookmark and save for later. So it kind of checks all the boxes. Easy to consume, helps you to categorize, you know, and curate what type of like information you want to give people. And also it's very savable and very visual too. So it kind of ticks all the boxes for, and also easy to create. Yes. <laughs> so it takes all the boxes for me, for travel advisors. It's definitely something that you should take a look at moving forward and seeing how you can use it. I've already seen travel advisors using it like top five places to go skiing or top 10 cabins to stay at during Christmas. And they've done such an amazing job already to hit the ground running and using this. So shout out to some of the members of my collective who um, I've been using your guides as examples because you guys are doing such a great job.
1: Nice. Well, fine. You've convinced me. I will do my first guide.
0: I will keep an eye out for it. So (laughs) we, we had such a blast in Tulum and naturally when I was creating... My example guides to show travel advisors, I was like, I'm just going to do it on Tulum because yeah. we had just come back and there were so many good things still swirling in my brain that we had done. So I used that to create my guide. Nice. So you can use it for information to curate for your clients when you travel. There are just so many possibilities with guides. So I'm excited to see you guys use it in 2021. OK, next thing, um, IG stories. They will continue to allow for that authentic experience. So I mean, there's a lot. We've already talked about reels. We've talked about guides, and what about little old stories? I mean, I think we've kind of forgotten <laughs> about stories. What do you mean, little,
1: little old stories? I don't know for you, I don't know about you, but for me, stories, and that's probably why I haven't been showing up in my feed as much. But I find that stories for me have the biggest impact on
0: Instagram. Same. For Absolutely. me, at least,
1: yeah, I, I'm with you on
0: that. I just feel like. reels has taken over reels is like the favorite child now and stories has become the middle child that nobody talks about enough anymore (laughs) but it is still such a powerful tool for especially creating those authentic experiences and building authentic connections and going back to what we said in the beginning about vulnerability i love stories we both do because we're in there quite often during the day but personally guys lazy marketing, Nikita loves stories because I don't need to edit. I don't need to do anything but stand in front of a window, put on a filter and talk to my audience. I don't need to know how to do anything else. And that's my favorite part of stories. Barrier to entry is very low and it's such a key way to build connections with your followers. I cannot stress enough for travel advisors. If you are not doing stories yet, this is the time To jump on it. 2020 is the time, 2020, 2021 is the time to jump on it and get started doing stories.
1: I agree. I agree. I mean, I just, while you were talking, listeners can't see this. But if you're watching this video, then you would have seen me taking a quick video of Nikita to post in my stories. Because I'm always thinking of what can I put in stories today. But honestly, though, I agree with everything that you just said. That stories is a great place. I find the best place to show some authenticity and some vulnerability. And I also find that it's the best place to put all the bonuses, all the extras, right? So we may not want to put everything in our feed as we go through regular everyday life. But you're like, okay, well, I have this photo. I want to post it. It may not be very postable, Or I may have already posted today and I still want to post something. Guess what? Your stories is a great place to put all the extras, all the bonuses. And I find the best place to connect with people more so than your feed.
0: Absolutely. Because at the end of the day, the best thing about stories is that all of the conversations happen in the DMs. It is like the sneakiest most amazing way to slide into people's DMs without feeling like you're a creep because that's where all the conversations happens. Mm-hmm. So for those of you who are like, "Oh, DMing people, I don't know." Well, it's stories you have to that's how you respond to people's stories and it has helped me to strike up so many conversations with travel advisors that would not otherwise have been possible mm-hmm. so i love stories it's honestly still my main squeeze i do love the reward of reels i won't lie when you look at the viewership <laughs> i'm like yes bring in the views i can't wait but at the end of the day stories is still my main squeeze it's still the first place i go and the place i like to be and genuinely enjoy being the most because there's Same so here. much
1: opportunity for back and forth yeah and guys please be sure to engage in stories even if you're just sending an lol even if you're just hitting one of those you know emojis whether it's the, the laugh out loud one or the heart emoji or what or the lit emoji right whatever it is just just engage with people in the stories and i promise you you're going to get engagement back and but i will also say that Yes, I want you to engage, but you're also going to find that the more stories you post, the more engagement you get without even trying to engage with someone else. Just, just FYI. And it, it works best if you ask questions. It works best if you ask for the engagement, but it's going to work even better if you start to create content that people can actually engage with.
0: Absolutely. And that people are going to be able to connect with you on too. It's such a good place for that relatability factor for building those connections. And listen, stories of the bomb. And like I said, lazy Nikita, the lazy marketer that's secretly inside of me, that's like, oh, so many things, <laughs> loves it because you really don't have to do very much. You don't even need to look that cute. <laughs> I mean, hello filters, filters. hello filters, hello filters and hello 2020. Nobody looks cute. It's all good. (laughs) Be your true, true self. Everyone will love you for it. But I love that you can just get started right away. You don't need to edit anything. You just need to press that button and talk to your audience. And you don't even need to talk. Actually, if you want to get started with stories and you're apprehensive about talking and not sure what to do, start with a boomerang, start with a photo and a poll or a quiz and a picture of yourself waving or boomerang. You don't even have to talk. Get started where you are, but it's so important that in 2021 stories be a part of your, you
1: know, your strategy.
0: I know not. I'm a little worried for you because you
1: don't want to get left behind in this digital era. You don't. Listen, just start with your cup of coffee and what your intention is for that day. Start with a picture of your coffee. And what are you planning on doing today? Are you planning on lounging around and drinking eggnog? Like I was planning for this whole week, but it did not work out that way. Like what are you planning on doing today? (laughs) Is it work, work, work? Are you going to go shovel? What was the shovel, the snow? Like just start with that. And then you will find that you can work your way into, into moving up from there.
0: Absolutely. And I think this is something we both talk about all the time, too, is that, you know, because I, I can already hear the travel advisors, but like, why am I talking about my coffee? Why am I talking about what oh. I'm doing that day versus... Like I'm a travel advisor. So like, isn't that what I should be talking about on social Uh, media?
1: No, 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 no. Because you talking about your coffee is helping you build a relationship and building a community and a personality that people can resonate with and relate to because it goes back to the whole thing of being human. Because yes, you are a travel advisor. Yes, you are a travel agent or whatever you call yourself. However, you are not what you do. You are a person and, and what, 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 what social media has taught us these past several years, and even more so during this year is that people are looking to connect. They want to connect with you. And we talk about this relationship selling business okay taking the selling out of the sale and actually just forming connections with people because once they've connected with you you're going to find that they're going to eventually reach out to you and ask you about your business and ask you to help them or or check in on your services okay to see what you have going on just connect with folks and yes it's your yes it's your coffee yes it's your dog yes it's you out for a walk i don't care you want to show that you are a, hum- a human being who drinks coffee or tea or hot chocolate or whatever it is.
0: Absolutely. And that's actually one of the trends. Interestingly enough, I was reading this in Hootsuite's annual report. And one of the things they talked about was the importance of, I mean, they have lots of big brands that they deal with. So this was kind of primarily directed at bigger brands, but it's 100% applies to you. And I think, frankly, you have the edge on this. But making sure that people have the con- like a clear connection between you and your business, and they understand who the person behind the business is. And the truth is, that's like a thousand times easier for you as an independent business owner, as a solo small business to do than a big corporation. So ride that wave. You can get away with talking about your coffee. You can get away with talking about your dog and why you love your dog. And you can get away with talking about what you did this weekend. Expedia can't get away with that. No, they (laughs) can't. They actually have to spend millions of dollars to build connections with their with their potential customers. You don't have to spend that. All you have to do is show up in your Instagram stories and just be an authentic human being and you're building that connection. That's going to lead to sales. That's going to lead to bookings. And You know, we don't, 2020 is, 2020 was a crazy year. 2021 is a little bit of a precarious situation. There's lots of things that we don't have control of, but we still have control over how we continue to show up on social media, especially. And that is, you know, one way to steer the ship in the right direction while we wait for things to, you know, the waves to be a little less
1: choppy. I agree. And I also too, that one of the mistakes that we sometimes make is that we assume that people know who we are. We assume that people know what we do. They, We assume that people know the types of lives that we live. Okay, we assume all these things. And so it's kind of like, okay, well, Nicole, I posted about my coffee last week. Why do I have to do that again today? Or I posted about my coffee last week. Why do I have to post about my my plants outside that I'm trimming, my rosebush or whatever, okay? I've already shown that side of me. Um, And I think, you know, the thing is that we post and we run, right? Or we assume that, okay, well, I posted this. So why should we even start talking about this again? And, And that's not it. You are continuously building relationships over and over and over for the people who are following you, for the new people who are starting to follow you now. And a reminder, again, for the people who have already been following you. So just continue to show up that way.
0: Absolutely. It's just like when you're nurturing a a relationship with a client who calls you over the phone, you don't just like, greet them once and then you ghost them. You it's yeah. a nurturing process. And the same goes for social media. When you meet someone at a networking event, you're not like, "Hi, I like coffee. Okay, bye. I'm just going to go <laughs> over here now and enjoy the punch." Like you you chat them up. You share different things about your life. You wait for them to share some commonalities and some things you can relate on and you continue that conversation. And the same goes for social media. You really need to actually think of social media as a place for nurturing your your followers just like mm-hmm. you would nurture a client in person at a networking event, at a trade show, whatever it might be, you have to nurture them in similar ways. It's face-to-face marketing is, is it works, right? That's one of the quickest ways to build connections with people. And we don't have face-to-face marketing anymore. Social media, Facebook <laughs> and Instagram are the new face-to-face marketing. So we have, you have social to, to social. Yeah, absolutely, and their are their social platforms. They are right. Yeah. Any time you go to it, social media, I always say it's like a it's like a giant party, right? It's like a giant yeah. It's funny how we take party. the
1: social out of it sometimes when we think about it, right? It's kind of like guys. It is a social. No one comes to be preached to all the time. They don't show up on your Instagram. To be given, you know, historical facts about a destination all day, every day, twenty-four you hours. Can Google that. They don't show up there for you to give them tips and strategies on this all day, every day. It is a social platform, and I know, yes, a lot of people who run businesses will, will, you know go on social media and gives a bad, you know, we'll give a bad name or a bad rep to others who are really trying to make it social. I get that. But the, the first thing you need to know is that whether you're sharing tips and strategies, whether you're sharing highlights of a destination, whether you're sharing your services, your first thing is that you should be social. So if you're showing up, the first thing you do is you're smiling, you're connecting, you're greeting, you're showing who you are, and then you're going to continue on from there.
0: Absolutely. We really do need to bring the social back into social media. And it's funny you say that, like, you know, some businesses have heard it. Like, let's be honest, marketers, we've Mm -hmm. had social media, right? We've tried to figure out ways to make it work for business, to sell stuff, to sell services and products and whatever. But at the end of the day, that's not why the regular person is there. They're there to connect with their friends and their family. They're there to have conversations. They're there to find other people who have common ground with them, that they can laugh with, you know, talk to so you need to be You're that person for your
1: father to be entertained.
0: They are. They they yeah. are. The social media is, you know, for many people a place where they go because they want to be entertained, inspired. Right. Um, so we have to remember that. That even though you think like, oh okay, well, it's just my coffee, but how you take your coffee is so relatable to other people. They're gonna have a thing or two to say about that. The fact right. that you have a dog and someone else that's following you does too, common ground. The fact that you're a mom and you're homeschooling your kids right now while also running your travel business, relatable and vulnerable, and that people are going to connect with all of that. So it's really important that you're striking up conversations that people will actually be interested in having with you too. So, um, think about that as you go into 2021, that it cannot just all be about selling, cannot just all be about travel. Even it has to be, you need to really think about your ideal client and some of the things that they find interesting and entertaining and start sharing some of that content too.
1: And the opposite is true too, right? And some of the things that they don't find interesting. Can I just tell you? So, I mean, you've seen this too. Uh, one, uh, one of the biggest trends over the past few months. I mean, I'm not sure if we can even call it a trend because I've just noticed it, that a lot of the questions that are being asked in, in stories and on on Facebook have been the types of questions that are like, uh, let me know your unpopular opinion. Like, what is the most unpopular thing, right? I'm seeing a lot of this coming through, and it's kind of like, okay, well, let's talk about the things that are really interesting because, you know, that's the type of joy that travel sparks, right? Let's talk about the, the best places to go in Asia. Let's talk about, you know, the best resorts in the Caribbean. But listen, you know, so one day let's talk about the, the not so nice. In the crappy place in Thailand, the crappy Absolutely. place in Jamaica, right? Let's, let's yeah. share a common ground about what we like and what we don't like. Again, it's social. It can't all be pretty. It can't all be flory. Come on, you know, let's, let's, let's be real sometimes.
0: It's right. And I will tell yeah. you that one of my most engaged with posts was the time I was like, I didn't like Paris. Y'all, I did not like Paris. And And I'm in there there like, how
1: dare you?
0: I got all sorts of engagement on that one. Some people agreeing, some people not. It was a good conversation. So think about what your ideal client is really going to find interesting or not interesting, Interesting. but... Honestly, unpopular opinions is it's a pretty good trend to follow a because good people, trend. people like, love you know? to talk about the stuff they hate too. <laughs> Let's just be
1: real. And that is also another good way to connect with people. Talking about the stuff that you love, yes, but also talking about the things that you don't you don't love so much is also another way to build a common ground or to recognize a common ground with someone.
0: Yeah. And the point is that you're really keeping your ear to the ground and listening to see, okay, what are people talking about? And can I spin this and use this for my ideal client, for my audience too, to spark conversation, spark connection and be relatable to them at the end of the day. So, I mean, one of the things, and let's talk about Facebook for a little bit actually, because we've talked a lot about Instagram, but what's working on Facebook and y'all, you might not like me for saying this, but live videos, (laughs) live videos is what what you're talking
1: about. They love hearing about live videos. Of course. All the travel advisors (laughs) I know
0: go live on, you know, Facebook all the time. (laughs) I'm being sarcastic. I love all of you. And I say this lovingly, but it is one of the most underutilized features by travel advisors. And it's such a missed opportunity. Mm -hmm. Live video is going to continue to yield some of the best results when it comes to organic engagement and organic reach on the Facebook platform. And I hear many of you saying all the time, ah, I, no one's giving me love on Facebook. I don't know what's going on. No one's talking to me. Well, this is like the secret remedy. Well, not so secret. Cause I talk about it all the time, but <laughs> this is the remedy to your engagement and your reach problems on Facebook. Go live, turn your camera on, press that red button and go live.
1: Well, before you do that, <laughs>
0: girl has a couple things
1: she wants I know just a couple of things before you do that first and foremost knowing and and I'm talking to people who maybe have never done this before or the other case could be the next level up from that could be the person who has done it and it has gone weirdly bad like in a very bad way um know this that we can sit here all day long and tell you that, hey, go live, go live, go live. And you should, and you should, but also know that we struggled, wherever you may be in, in the beginner stage of going live, we struggle with some of the same things that you're probably struggling with right now. Like, what do I talk about? I look weird. Oh my gosh, I need to do my hair. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna sound bad. Oh my gosh, where do I, end? how do I end this? How do I read the comments? What if something, ha- like, some tech issue happen like it will happen know that just going it knowing that some of these things will happen but also going into it knowing and trusting from our testimony that this works like it works it helps you connect with people it helps you build a tribe it helps you build a following knowing that it works and knowing that everyone has gone through the same fear that you're going through in your head. You're telling yourself a million stories. I mean, we're on video right now. We're recording this. It's a podcast, but I guarantee you that a thousand things have passed through our brains while recording this. Okay. Right.
0: Absolutely. (laughs) And it's just one of those things. That's why I say you're just going to have to turn on that phone and press the red button because it's gonna feel weird. Yes, you're gonna feel awkward. You're gonna be worried about forgetting things. You might even forget things. You, no, you will.
1: No, know no that you will forget things. You, you and it's gonna be, be okay. Of people
0: judging you, I was totally afraid of that too. Yeah, it's gonna feel chafy. I even sometimes now when I go live, it's been years since I've been you know doing live video. I've been on television, like legit yeah. national television, and on the radio, and still sometimes I'm like, oh, it's warm in here. Uh, <laughs> my palms are a little bit sweaty. Like it it happens to everyone. What really and truly has helped me in particular push through that is knowing the end result and seeing that like, oh man, okay, when I go live, my engagement skyrockets. When I go live, I get more comments and people are genuinely engaging with me and I'm building connections. And you know what? That doesn't maybe necessarily happen right away either. That's the other thing to remember is like, what if I go live and I just hear like complete crickets and nobody shows up?
1: (laughs) And that might be the case. I've been there. I've been there. I've gone, I've done a live where for the first five or 10 minutes, it was just me. Um, I'll tell you a quick story. So I think the second or third live I've ever done I pulled in my child, okay? I will use my children to get what I want, (laughs) okay? It may have been the second or third live. I was like, well, this is not going very well for me, okay? The first one was was horrible. The second one was horrible. Let me pull Blake in. So Blake and I went live together, and we had a few people on, and they stayed because, you know what? Let's face it, Blake is cute. (laughs) He's cute. (laughs) He's pretty cute. So they stayed for him, and I shared what I came to share, and that's it. Yeah,
0: and this is the thing. It's just one of those things where you have to like really push through to just get over that hump. It gets easier every single yes. time, and you know you're probably thinking, "Well, it's so easy for you to say." Well, it is easier for us to say because we did it now. But it it's gonna feel chafy and weird for a while. It really yeah. is. But it's one of those things where you really have to think about. What's my end goal? What am I trying to achieve in my business? And it's to grow. It's to get more clients. Mm -hmm. It's to have more leads coming in the door. And we know the best way to that is to connect. You've got to connect with your followers to Mm -hmm. convert them. And one of the best ways to do that, to build proof, to build authority, to show who you are, to build all the things that you want to get to the end goal is to go live. There's no other way around it. There's no other way around it. I agree. it, It works.
1: I mean, I don't often say it gets easier, even though it kind of feels like it does. The way I like it to look at it is that it's just organized chaos for me. That's Um, very true. Yeah, it's organized chaos. Like I know, I know the patterns that are going to happen. And I know that things can get chaotic. But I also know that I am now I have now not mastered, but I have used that muscle. I have strengthened that muscle of going live and feeling all the nerves and all the emotions enough. That I know that whatever gets thrown at me, I know I can handle it. If tech stuff comes up, I know I can handle it. If no one shows up in the first few minutes, I know I can handle it. If I get no questions, I know I can handle it. I've mastered and developed that muscle so much that for me, it's organized chaos because I know I have a pattern going in. I know I have a, not necessarily a script, but I know I'm organized going in, but I expect things to be thrown at me, but I know I'm not going to get you know, overwhelmed or any of that by it. Yeah. And
0: it really is one of those things where like situationally, you kind of know what to do because, oh, it happened that one time. So you know how to tackle it. And the only way to get there is by doing it, right? Right. And getting that covered. And maybe that's the same for you in other parts of your business where you're like, I know how to deal with this problem. Mm -hmm. Client stuck here or needs help with this. I know what to do because it's happened before. It's kind of one of those things where you need that rite of passage and you need to have kind of done Mm -hmm. it. No, okay I got this okay, I got it I know what to do and with that's Zoom. a very good work? point
1: right it's kind of like okay because flying now I remember um oh my gosh it was it was Toronto uh one of the last time this happened to me I was flying to Toronto it was last August and my flight got canceled at the gate while we were like 15 minutes before boarding the flight got canceled and you know any other time I would have been like freaking out okay but what I did was being you know like I've been through this before several times so the, we had to rebook so we had to go back out through security go to the main area to rebook on another flight and I got out there and of course the line was so long to rebook everyone on the same flight now knowing me I'm thinking okay we're not, we're not all going to get on the next flight out okay so while I was waiting in line I picked the phone and called the airline just knowing that this is just just from experience right and I was able to walk out of that line being one of the first few people on that plane and I left Everyone on that line, I went back to security and boarded the next flight, right? Same thing with a travel agent. It's like, you know, what? think of the first time your clients have gone through like a snowstorm, okay? And you're like, oh my God, all fights are canceled. I got to call the resort. I got to call the tour company. I got to call the people who are picking them up at the airport. You're probably frazzled the first, second or third, I mean, the first and second time that happens but by the 15th 50th 60th time you know exactly what to do who to call what to say and what to tell your client it's kind of like that it's still chaotic around you it's still chaos but you you're an organized chaos now and that's what going live feels like we just totally just brought that home didn't we we did, we did, and it, it's it's the truth. Just like with yeah. probably any job you've had, you know,
0: it's just the comfort comes when you learn to tweak and you know right. like, okay, the next time there is a snowstorm, maybe I'm not going to do XYZ, I'm going to do this exactly. instead. It's mm-hmm. just one of those things where you learn as you go and you have to be right. ready and okay with that. But and for some of you who are like, I'm not okay with that. I don't feel comfortable not knowing all the answers. Just think about the end goal where you want to get to is going to be a, a little bit quicker. I'll, I will admit to you and say it, it's going to be a little bit quicker if you're willing to make live video a part of your strategy.
1: It's going to or get you Or just do a recorded video and just roll with it. That too. <laughs> just
0: do it. You can start small too. You know, you can start yeah. with a recorded video. You can start with an Instagram story. It's 15 seconds. Start small. But live video, it's the bomb diggity. It's the bomb, bomb diggity, diggity. And it will keep the Oh my gosh, the, the bomb
1: diggity. We're going way early two like thousands in the in the hip hop now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so let's talk a little bit. I wanted to touch on email marketing a little bit too, because email marketing and Facebook and Instagram are all so connected, all the social platforms, not just Facebook and Instagram, but it's so connected. And one of the things that, you know, I think was a um we learned this year because of all the madness was the need for more touch points and the need for a little bit more control when you are engaging and talking to your audience. And email marketing gives you that. So in my opinion, it should be like one of the top things on your list if you're not, if you don't have a list or you're not building one to make it a priority to try to do in 2021. But I will defer to the email marketing expert here. (laughs)
1: About that. <laughs> absolutely like I'm always in a mindset and I, I believe you all should be in that mindset of always be growing your list and email marketing is not just limited to email marketing platforms it is not just limited to the act of f- focusing on creating a lead magnet or the act of actually getting people to opt into a list right when you're on different platforms, even on social media, you should always be thinking, how can I use what I'm doing now to grow my list, right? So think for example, you talked about the carousel post earlier, right? So when we do a carousel post, let's say, I mean, with the carousel post, you have up to 10 slides that you can use. Let's say you're using eight slides and you're giving some facts and information on something, you're showing your expertise, right? You can do that in the first six or seven slides. And then on the last slide, have, you know, have a call to action that leads them to a list, that leads them to not just see the link in your bio about something that leads them to not just check something out, but to also give you their contact information, their email address, always be growing your list. Even in your stories. Now, we're not saying that for 10, every 10 stories that you post, nine of them should be about list building or something. We're saying because we try to avoid we, don't avoid, we try to live by that 40 40 20 rule, like, right, Nikita? where
0: absolutely.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Whether it's in your feed or in your stories or your, I think your carousel t-shirts. posts, whatever. I think are we, we going to say?
0: I said I think we need t shirts, 40, 40, 20, just to remind them because I feel like I'm constantly talking about it. But you're right. And you know what
1: we should get a shirt that says forty, forty, twenty. We
0: probably should. Let's <laughs> get on Etsy after this. and um, see if someone can make those for us. Uh yes, absolutely. Because at the end of the day, it can't just be a one off thing. It needs to be mm-hmm. conscious and it needs to be intentional and What I love about email marketing is that not that you can set it and forget it, but you can create some processes in your business to make it easier for you. So you're not constantly like, oh yeah, my list, right? I need to mention that. Once you've built out your strategy, you can make it a little bit easier for you by sprinkling the love around in your social media content to make sure people know that there is a list there that they can
1: join and they should join it. Exactly. And that leads back to, for example, your signature lead magnet. For those of you who don't know what a lead magnet is, it is something of value that, they give, that you give to someone in exchange for their email information or their contact information. It could be in the form of a video, uh, of a PDF, or even in the form of an email, whatever it is. And so your signature lead magnet, is I like to call it your digital business card. So it's something that no matter what audience you're put in front of, as long as they're your ideal audience, and we're assuming that on social media, your audience consists of your ideal audience, a good, you know, 60, 70% of them at least. Okay. It should be something that at any point, when you're leaving this digital room, when you're leaving this room, you can say on, by the way, go to xyz.com and download this information. So that's one way to make it easier is to create a signature lead magnet so that the majority of the things that you post in your feed, the majority of the stories that you post, the majority of the live videos that, you, that we'll do, there, it's a no brainer. You're gonna say, by the way, see this information in my bio. Here's the link to download this information. It is the one thing that you can leave with anyone at any given time. It is your digital business card. That's one way to make it easier.
0: Absolutely. And email marketing is not going anywhere in 2021, but we've also seen too that, you know, Facebook and Instagram can be a little precarious. There's a couple times this year where things shut down and yeah. people were panicking. Like I don't have access to my audience. WhatsApp, mm-hmm. Facebook, Instagram all shut down or there were glitches. And so in those situations, it's so important to have a list. I had to email my list. I think the day that there was a day where Facebook and Instagram were glitching out and I was supposed to go live. <laughs> luckily, you know, I was able to email my list and postpone and reschedule, Mm -hmm. but it's really important to create different touch points with your, with your audience. And so that they know you're there. And so much of the things we talked about today, apply to your email too. building connections, focusing on relationship building and not just selling all the time is just as important in your email marketing as
1: it is in your social media as well. I agree. We went over some beautiful things, didn't we?
0: Oh, man. Yeah, this is going to be a long podcast episode, but it is all all so good. Um, Okay, well, I mean, I think that that we've covered all of the major trends that we're expecting to see. I think the important thing here is that, you know, we got you. We got you. You can count on us to keep our ears to the ground going forward. And in 2021 to bring you the strategies, bring you the tools, the tips, the things that are working to move the needle in your business, because, I think 2020 taught us to just throw the stuff out the window that's not working and double down and focus in on the stuff that is working. So that's what I'm going to be doing in 2021. Nicole, how about you?
1: I'm doing the same exact thing. I am throwing it out the window. Okay. (laughs) Out the window and just starting from scratch and saying, okay, what is serving me? What is not serving me? What is working? What is not working? And if I can leave you with anything, Just know folks that you will try some things that will not work. And that is okay. The whole idea is to refine the process until you get it close to perfect. It will never be perfect. And it will often feel and seem more imperfect than it actually should be. But it is what it is. Again, vulnerability.
0: Absolutely. And that's going back to Instagram. We have all seeing that they behind the scenes, dirty laundry of them trying to figure out what's going to work for Instagram. Yeah. They've tested it. They've tried it and they keep making changes and they've been very upfront about that. So don't feel like you need to have everything perfect. You can try strategies. Some of them will work beautifully. Some of them may not work and, and that's going to be, you're going to be okay. You're going to be better off for it knowing what doesn't work, frankly, so you can focus on the stuff that does thank you so much for joining me, Nicole. Let everyone know where they can find you online because I know they want to connect with you after this great job.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. So you can find me on Instagram at Nicole S. Barrett. That's Nicole S. Barrett. And if you're looking for three free emails or in your, or welcome sequence that you can send to your clients, once they join your list, you can find that at thetravelpreneuracademy.com. But if we're on Instagram, just hit me up in the DMs. It's just another reason. Just slide into my DMs. Say, hey, Nicole, can I get those three free emails? I'm happy to send them over to you. Just find me at Nicole S. Barrett on Instagram.
0: Absolutely. You guys, that's one thing you can take off your list of to do's for 2021. She's got you with those emails. (laughs) Thank you all so much for joining us over here at the Travel Lab podcast. I can't wait to see you on the next episode. Happy posting, happy emailing, happy prepping for 2021. And I will catch you all on the flip side.